You're listening to Random Fit with hosts Wendy Batts and Ken Miller, winner of a Gold Markham Award for Digital Media. Hello, everyone. Welcome to an episode, or another episode, I should say, of Random <laughs> Fit. Um, my name is Wendy Batts, and I'm here with, with Ken Miller, my friend and co-host. So, Ken, how are you today? I am awesome. I am awesome because I know I'm going to walk away here learning some perspective on how I can get my heart to beat a little bit faster. Oh, yeah. yeah, a little faster. A little oh, there's faster. so many ways to make the heart <laughs> flutter. But today we're going to be talking yeah. about different ways of doing cardio. Um, and you know, we got some really good feedback, so we appreciate the comments that are coming through. Um, but one of the questions that we got that I thought was a phenomenal question, and one of the things that Ken and I thought, you know what, that is worth a podcast, was let's talk about some heart-challenging movements. Um, so we do appreciate, right. again, the comments. So if there's something you want Ken and I to talk about, please, please, please be sure to send them in. Um, you can either write it down, um, uh, email us directly, whatever it is. We'll just make sure that we get it. You can find us on Instagram even and throw us a message in there. But but that's what we're going to talk about today, Ken. Let's talk about some heart challenging <laughs> movements that you do with your clients as well as yourself. Yeah. And, you know, as far as the the context and, and what really got me thinking about this is, you know, for some of us that might run small group or group training. And what I used to do as a strength coach is when you have a team in front of you, how do you get their heart rate up or how do you challenge a group or a team when, you know, if I've got 40 people in front of me, how can I do it as a group? Because if I only have 10 dumbbells or 10 resistance bands, but I've got 40 people, how do you get them to, to be challenged physically? Well, body weight exercises. And, and again, if you want to work on some conditioning, working on your fitness and your cardiorespiratory health, um, having options where that doesn't require them to run a mile out and a run a mile back, they can do everything in front of you. That's what that, that's what that question actually you know what that's the space that i was forced into it so um <clears throat> when you have large group limited equipment how do you get them to you know to break a sweat and get warmed up but also like what you and i do wendy especially with one of our more recent trips where again if you don't know the terrain you don't know the area you, you don't want to get lost you know <laughs> how can i get some cardio in without getting a run because usually that's what we'll tell you yeah go for a run get out there you get off of a plane get your heart rate up get a good sweat going but if you're like, well, this place, you know, might be a little sketchy or I don't want to run a mile out and then lose my way on the way back. Are so you talking I about me when I went on my walk? So <laughs> those of you guys that listened to our last episode when we talked about Germany, I would go for a walk every morning at like four o'clock because, mm -hmm. again, there was a six hour time difference where I was. And the very first morning I was going to go for a 30 minute walk and an hour and 25 minutes later, I was walking back because I got lost. <laughs> Uh, you know, you didn't even tell me that. I just thought, okay, Wendy's an early riser. We're in a different time zone. You know, it's 5 a.m. She's going out for a walk. I didn't realize it's like, wow, she's a champion walking an hour. But I didn't realize you got lost. But... Uh, yeah. So thank, thank goodness for, you know, the apps that can say, okay, I need to go here. And you can put the walking uh, sign where it's like, because again, uh, those of you guys that, that didn't listen to it, you should. We were in Germany. So everything's written in German. So it's not like, hey, you need to go this way or that way. You're just looking for anything that looked remotely like the same words that you saw on the app. But anywho, um, but to, to your point, Ken, I think it's important that we do talk about different exercises that you can do because cardio is very important. Obviously, your, your heart is a muscle. We need it to work. We want it to beat faster. 
Um, but, but, you know, as you just stated, you don't always have that quote cardio equipment. You don't have the, the different machines. And so I know with my clients too, when we're working out, I throw what I call metabolic, um, you know, challengers or metabolic blasters, if you will, in their programs, because I want them to do certain movements very slow and very controlled. However, if, especially if they're a weight loss client, I want to increase their heart rate throughout the workout too. So one, you can just do one exercise after another, mm -hmm. after another, there's right. limited rest. That's going to obviously keep your heart rate up, even if you're doing the movement slow. But then one of the things, um, and we're going to talk about, I guess maybe, maybe five or six different ones, Ken, if, if you feel like that's a good start, because yeah. we could go on forever. But one of the things that, that I think we take for granted is doing things on our hands. And, um, right. and so I'm a big, obviously big fan of, of core. Again, you guys know that I presented on that. But, you know, when we do things like the plank, people just do the plank up and down or on their side and do a side plank up and down or they do it for time. But, you know, if you think about this and you think about the demand, if you're in a plank position and you go up onto like from your elbows up onto your hands, like you're going to do a push up. So you go from a plank to a push up position and you do that at a faster pace and go up on your left hand for seven or eight, then go up with your right hand, seven or eight, maintaining proper alignment. It is amazing how hard that is first and foremost, but also when you start moving your hands in a downward or prone position, it increases your heart rate very, very quickly. So if you can do it because it's safe, I mean, again, you're in a face down position and you have the strength to maintain proper form in a plank, just try it and see what your heart rate does. Um, and you're going to see, obviously, and you know, you'll see it increase. But if you want to even challenge it further, get a small step and then do a step up and step down on your hands. And I think it makes it really fun. It's different. But, um, right. you know, your, your clients finish or you finish and you're like, oh, my gosh, that was way harder than you think it should be. <laughs> right. And, you know, if, you know, again, in the scenario where you might be on the road and challenging, but you, or you're on the road and the challenge is getting a workout in and. I know you do this too, Wendy. It's like sometimes you just have to get the workout in next to your bed. So in between the bed and the dresser where the TV is. And so that exercise that you bring up, if I can lay down, if I can have one body print on the floor, um, it's, it's, it's a compact movement. I don't need 10 yards to do that. But that's a great exercise because I often do that as part of a circuit for a core circuit. Me so too. if you're yeah. if you're going for a minute, two minutes, just up, down, up, down, again, just moving them, you're able to watch the shoulders. Again, if I'm your strength coach or personal trainer, I'm watching the integrity of your shoulder blades on your rib cage. I'm watching your hips and making sure that your your midsection is engaged. Are you squeezing or are you engaging the glutes? And are you able to keep everything in line? So that that option, as with some of the options that we're going to talk about, you know, if you're not running on the road, which a lot of people don't realize how much structural integrity you need to run, whether it's on a treadmill, on the road, or even a stair climber. But, you know, you're talking about, you know, three, six times body weight when you're running, right? And when you're jumping 10 to 12 times. So there's a lot of structural integrity. Can your, can your body handle the landing? So when you're running, you have one foot in front of the other. And that's a lot of impact, right? So when people talk about my, knee, my, my, my foot and ankle, my knees, my hips don't feel well, well, how do you reel things back in? Well, at its simplest, but let's just get you on the ground. Let's have you using some of that upper body strength. Let's challenge stability through the shoulders, through the core, through the hips. 
and let's do this for time. And just like anything else that you would do to implement or to challenge cardio, you can start off in a minute and then you can increase time and then you can increase intensity. But I'd say that same exercise, Wendy, have you ever done it with your foot propped up on a chair or on oh, the yeah. bed? So now you're at a decline and then that's dude i can barely do it the right way but yes that would definitely be a progression um <laughs> right. i mean i don't know if you guys have seen the gun show or anything but oh, yeah. and, I, and i'll How try not to flex not? and make you jealous but um but yeah i usually don't do it at a you know at a decline because it is more body weight and it is definitely harder and i've noticed when i've tried to go into that position sometimes my head will jump forward which is a compensation so therefore i back it down and go with what i know but yes definitely fine. Yeah. So um, overall, that, that is one, one really quick way to get the heart rate going. Right. Yep. So you work yourself into it easy, especially if it, because it's different than just holding the plank. Now we're moving. So a lot of upper body strength, which unfortunately not everybody has good upper body strength and stability, which this mm -hmm. challenges. So you basically kill two birds with one. So challenging the muscles, challenging stability. Well, actually it's more than two birds, but also challenging cardio. <laughs> Lots of them. Three birds. Yeah. <laughs> um, those of you guys that are joining Ken Miller and I today on Random Fit, we're talking about different ways of doing some some cardio, um, you know, ways to increase your, your heart rate by doing, you know, different types of exercises or movements um, without it having just to be equipment based. So, you know, I don't want to call them free, free movements, but kind of free movements, if you will. And so, so far wow. we've talked about doing things in a plank position and utilizing your hands. And, and like I said, I talked about doing plank walks up, down, up, down, even doing step ups, but even lateral walks, you know, where you're kind of walking side by side or walking into a rotational position. So you're working different, um, different planes of motion. It, again, make it different, do something, but you will be surprised how that heart rate will shoot up. So that would be one of the, the first ones. And then this is a question, Ken, and I don't know if you get it, but I always hear people are like, you know, I, I just started my program and I'm, I, you know, I've, I did burpees and now I'm so sore and I'm thinking, right. well, what other kind of, you know, um, cardio type or metabolic blasts, if you will, again, that's what I call it, but call it wh whatever you want. But what did you do to work your way up? And oftentimes I get the, well, nothing, you know, I just, mm -hmm. this is what I saw to do on a video, or this is what people are doing, you know, when I read these articles and guys, let me just say that I think it's very, very important that you do a, a burpee. If you want to work your way up to doing legitimate safe burpees, where you are going to get the most bang for your buck, because you're working the right muscles at the right time. I think it's important to think about it, taking it in steps. And first and foremost, can you do a squat jump and land it correctly with your feet, you know, pointed straight ahead and you've got good alignment within your core and your posture. So can you do a squat jump? The second part of that is, can you do a push up? And then on top of that, I usually would start a, a more regressed type um, cardio blast, if you will, or metabolic blast, such as a mountain climber, because again, you need to be in that, that face down position for multiple periods of time before you start changing from being face down and jumping straight up and being face down and jumping straight up. So there's a lot of different components. Um, even changing elevation can make people dizzy. It can, you know, because again, right. you've got to think about, you, you know, you, if I stand up really quick, sometimes, you know, that dizzy feeling, I don't want someone to be doing that in the middle of doing a, a, a burpee. And I don't know, Ken, you know, I've had clients that are like, every time I do that, 
yeah. I feel like I get dizzy and I'm like, wait a minute, just from standing to, to or sitting yeah. to standing, burpees would not be appropriate at that point, you know, may not ever be appropriate, but I know that I need a progression. So I don't know right. if you have that or you've heard those same things, but th start about, about start the lightheadedness. About well, the no, just about, you know, okay. starting out with a burpee. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's here's the thing. It's it's a great exercise. And, you know, one of the things that you and I both know that's really important is our relationship with the ground, right? Because as we get used to sitting in chairs, standing up, you know, putting our butts on the floor winds up being an uncomfortable thing. So as again, as you go through the aging process, if some heaven forbid something should happen when you're on the ground, a lot of people panic, right? Older people can panic if they have a fall because they don't know how to react when they're on the floor. So I think having somebody understand the importance of doing a burpee properly is really good, but also from the standpoint that it gets us comfortable being on the floor, if you will. And, and because, you know, your, your burpee movement requires you to be prone and then to stand, we get someone stronger from the ground on up, right? So if we can do that, then we're improving the relationship with gravity um, and getting them comfortable with being able to get up off of the floor, um, which is winds up being one of your more important life-saving skills as you get older. So uh, <clears throat> great exercise. Unfortunately, it's one of those that gets abused because hey, if you have a trainer that just wants to kick your butt and you know make you remember the moments of your workout and it's like man he really he really put it to us right but what good is that if your wrists are hurting because you you know because you dropped down to the ground or 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 if your low back hurts because you got up with poor form right so getting down on the ground taking just a, like a, a modified lunge crawling your way out getting your push-up however you can do it with good structural integrity and then getting yourself up. Because if you think about it, it, it is the intermediate steps of performing a mountain climber, right? When you take that step, step, and then you stand up. Mm -hmm. So that's that's another way of, of incorporating that. But if I want somebody to get on the ground, you know, you, it's an opportunity to teach them how to do it properly, and then progressively getting them to stand up in a, you know, in a way that isn't compromising to their, their joints or their muscles. Yeah. And, and like I said, I, you know, I usually, you know, like you said, work through all the steps and the exercise side of it. So the squat, the plank, the push up, all that is important because those are going to mm -hmm. mimic, mimic obviously what, what a burpee is at a faster pace. But, you know, I think on a, like when you're really teaching someone and you're trying to build stamina, guys really start with the mountain climber first because make mm -hmm. sure your body can do it, but with good form, because again, what you're going to notice common compensations is like all of a sudden their hips go up. So it's like, they're making a triangle um, with their body versus keeping it nice and flat. So maintaining good alignment throughout, making sure their knees are coming towards their chest and not out to the side that when their feet do touch the ground and they're coming back that their foot, you know, their feet aren't turned out because again, those are going to mimic the same things you're going to see in, in a mountain climber. I mean, a, in a, in a burpee. And right. so am I a burpee fan? I absolutely love all exercises as long as they can be performed correctly. So just know that the mountain climber and burpees are awesome ways to immediately get the heart rate up, start at 30 seconds, work your way up at that point, um, because it is super challenging, especially someone that's never really done them before or that is sedentary and getting back into an active lifestyle. Just be smart when you're 
when you're doing it for yourself or if you're a trainer and you're working with a client, just make sure that that they can perform it correctly because with that fast pace and those jumps, you can lead to injury um, if you're not careful. Right. And yeah, just like anything else, just know who you're know who the audience is, who's your client, what are they, what have you done to prepare them for that movement and then progress them responsibly. Great exercise if done correctly. The worst exercise if it's not for the right person or for the right goal. Yep. And um so 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 far, again, those of you guys joining Random Fit with Ken Miller and myself, Wendy Bats, we're talking about uh, you know, uh, exercises to challenge your heart. Um, and different movements that you can do within your workout um, without having to have external equipment. So, so far we've talked about doing things like, you know, hand walks or plank walks and working different planes of motion by utilizing your hands and upper body strength. Then we just talked obviously about mountain climbers and then going into burpees. Um, one of the exercises that I love, and I had done this virtually, I do this in the gym, um, I do it with my, my trainer, or I'm sorry, my professional athletes, and I do it with people that um, you know, like I've never played with ropes. Um, you'll see those battle ropes in the gym. And, you know, if you guys have never, ever, ever done a battle rope, it is super, super challenging and it taxes you so quickly, but it's amazing for your shoulders and your, all of the rotator cuff muscles, as well as your upper body, if you do it correctly. And then of course you can incorporate lower body movements. Um, one of the things when I say I've done it virtually is I know my clients usually don't have battle ropes or an anchor. And so one thing that, um, that I will have them do is either grab hand towels. Ken, I don't know if you do this, but hand towels. And then as they get uh -huh. stronger, move into like a bath towel and then a beach towel, because obviously those right. get longer and heavier. So they're, that's the same that with battle ropes, they're different. Um, the girth is different because yeah. that will actually the, the skinnier and smaller it is, the easier it is, obviously, as it gets bigger and thicker, the harder it is to move. And uh, that, I think, um, is something that requires yeah. no equipment really other than what you have at your house. But um, but it will get your heart rate up super fast for sure. Yeah, because if you're trying to flip that towel and, you know, just again, be careful because I've seen, you know, you know, it's not like that locker room thing where you just kind of flick the towel and try and you know get someone in the thigh right this is this is one of those if you're waving a towel and you're just trying to get that little snap at the end that is a form of power and for a lot of people moving quickly is not um let's say their forte right just because you know for a lot of us moving fast moving powerfully is uh you know just not something that we have trained to do so uh towels are great um I think one of our instructors, Rick Ritchie, had a video series on that, how to use the towel, uh, you know, for, for conditioning. Um, but the one thing I've done it for, as far as athletes go, if they're on the road, is what we call fogels. So you'll you'll take a little towel and you'll kind of, you'll weave it through your fingers. So in mimicking the baseball throw, right? So they'll, they'll just kind of, they'll go from, let's say, first base to second base, and they'll, they'll go through the throwing motion, trying to whip and snap that towel in front of them as if they were throwing a ball. So again, it's, that's one example of how you can keep your athletes in shape for, for the powerful movements that they're doing. So you can have both hands at the edge of the towel and snapping that, or what I've, what I have my baseball players do, or my throwers in general is doing focals. And that's going through that whipping motion with the towel, getting that snap in front of you. So that's, that's one way you can, that's one thing I've had, um, 
my my athletes do when they're on the road just to maintain you know good hip shoulder rotation and trying to maintain some speed so again if they're if they're limited on where they can go what they can do or if it's you know in some situations if you're in arizona for example if it's 110 degrees outside the last thing you want to do is have them going outside and doing their conditioning when they can do that in in their hotel room or in their you know wherever they're staying i will say here's a here's a note to, to self um if if you guys don't have a trainer you've never done anything and you're going to try this at home and let's say you start with the hand towels i usually have people hold two separate hand towels mm -hmm. and they, they just um, mimic so they're just moving their arms right. up and down you can do side to side movements you can do circles yeah. each direction so there's a lot of different ways of going about it and you're going to feel the differences between all of them just the first time i had a a, a client try it that wasn't my client at the time that had seen a video and they had come in to me and they said, I obviously need a trainer. They had this big welt, right? right <laughs> there, oh, no. Face. And I was like, you know, what did you do? And, you know, because they said that they were starting oh. to do some conditioning on their own and that yeah. they were watching videos and they had seen different apps and that they had tried to do some things. But obviously they oh, felt man. like their form wasn't working. They snapped themselves with the towel when they were Ouch. doing the up and down motion. And, um, and so literally like made a mark. So just make sure when you do that, that you're in control of the towel um, and yeah. that your, your face isn't a part of, yeah. <laughs> of the projector yeah. where the, the towel is going to be flicking. Right. You're um, going you're gonna to shoot your eye out with that. Exactly. Right? <laughs> I'm like, wow, I have never in my life seen it, but I just wanted to put it, you know, you I, I wanted to put safe, it out there. Safety, that safety goggles. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And then, you know, Ken, I know we can keep going. And so just as a recap, those of you guys that are joining Random Fit with Ken Miller and I, we're talking about hard, challenging movements. So we talked about, you know, just thinking outside of the box. And I know we've talked about a lot of different cardio things that you can do and things of consideration, whether you have equipment or not. Um, based on some of the feedback that we got, people wanted to know a few more exercises that we do. So, so far, we've talked about plank walks and doing things on our hands. We've talked about doing, um, you know, uh, mountain climbers and burpees and like how that's a kind of a progression. We talked about battle ropes and towels and the ways that you can do it if you don't have access to ropes or you're doing things in, in, at home. You know, but I think, you know, there's actually probably two more that I, I want to break um, to, to bring up. And one of them I think we take for granted because we see them everywhere and it's utilizing the steps. And, um, and yeah. again, I told you guys, I see clients um, virtually as well as in person and my virtual clients, they do have a stairwell um, in their house that's close to where they perform their exercises. And so what I have them do is we will do a circuit. So after we've done their core, their balance, their plyos, and we've got them warmed up, I'll have them do like a chest exercise, back, shoulders, um, you know, maybe buys and tries and legs and then immediately after they do that i have them go up and run up the stairs as fast as they can come down one by one controlled then they do that again they do it twice and then i have them yeah. skip a step going up always coming down single and controlled because i don't want them tumbling on the way down i don't care how fast they can come down i want them to be safe and i right. have them do that twice and they're like dying you know and i mean like meaning their heart rate is up they're breathing heavy and then i'm like okay grab water and we're going to do it again and so we go back to the core or i mean the chest and the back and the exercises and we do that as a circuit and so again when we talk about metabolic blast that's nothing that they they had to have access to 
or buy or do anything. That's just something they have access to in their home. And I think we take that for granted. And, um, and to me, I find those to be phenomenal um, implement to use or modality, if you will, um, yeah. that's already built into their house. <laughs> right. And, and like we mentioned at the, at the top of this recording is, you know, when we're on the road, the hotel we, we tend to stay at usually has six stories. So we would go up and down the stair. I mean, it's funny when you say that you went up the stairs and up and down the stairs and I go up and down. So it's like, how did we not cross paths with each other? I know, but, but that, that is one of those, I get my, my, you know, the podcast going and you're just going up and down and it's just, you know, you, you can go every other flight you can run or sprint. And then every other flight you can walk in between that. So however, you know, and, and I'm a big fan of scalability, right? However, you can modify it to, to fit your client's capacity for work. And of course, to address safety, but also variability. So with stairs, I've had clients go up sideways. I, you know, mm-hmm. when it's appropriate, they can do a little modified karaoke, you know, just, you know, getting that hip turn and twist, you know, they might be holding onto the railing as they, they, they get that little step forward and step behind, but it is a true, you know, test of hip mobility, stability, and strength. So that's just one way if you wanted to spice it up versus just going straight up and straight down, you can you can add a little rotation, you can add a little lateral movement as well, especially when it comes to, okay, let's do, you know, what can we do to to strengthen up the hips and then like a little side step or a side lunge going up the steps is one way to really, you know, blast those legs and not, you know, in addition to the heart. Well, and I think too, you know, just even doing step ups on, you know, like not even like running the steps, but if you're, mm-hmm. you know, got a client that comes where you maybe are experiencing um like some knee quote pain which again we don't deal with pain we do we work on discomfort if you will Mm -hmm. um you know we really teaching proper alignment making sure the second and third toe and the knee stay lined up and that you kind of lean forward and place um you know all your weight onto that front leg to accept the load I think it's really, you know, slowing it down, making sure that you're stepping properly, because if your foot's turning out and your knees caving in and then you're having people run the stairs or you're running the stairs and you're skipping the stairs, that's not ideal. And that's going to lead to further issues of discomfort, especially on the way down. So, again, making sure that you've got proper alignment. So I do a lot of step ups, um, you know, where they come up, they'll step up, they see what they're doing. I show them what they need to do. They feel how they need to slightly lean forward. And then when they step up, maybe have them balance for a second or two and slowly come out of that, still maintaining weight on that front leg and not coming all the way down, but just tapping their their back foot to the to the to the ground and then coming right back up. That time under tension, guys, is a really, really hard thing to do. It's a really great way to build the glutes and the quads, which are your prime movers and what you should be using when you're you're doing any kind of stairs. So when you start to do some of these metabolic things going at a faster pace, you know that their form is exceptional. You know that there's not going to be stress on the the anterior or the front portion of their knee. And like, you know, you hear more people say when they're going down a hill that they feel it more going down on their joints than they do going up. Well, it's because it's a lot more pressure and a lot harder to decelerate, slow things down. Um, if you haven't trained it properly. So step ups are amazing. And then adding the cardio component of utilizing right. steps and all three planes of motion, I think has been, it's one of my favorite things to, to use that doesn't require anything other than what's right there. Right. And, and again, if, if you're on the road, um, one of the things that, 
you know, to your point, Wendy, when it comes to the posture and the importance of posture and good technique is that now when you have um, rucksacks or weighted vests and things like that, if you wanted to augment or challenge yourself even more, form and technique are that much more important because if you're going in with, um, you know, compromised form and technique and now you want to load the, your, your body or load the system, you know, you could be a lot doing a lot, you know, against your body than anything else. So as we go over heart challenging movements here on Random Fit with both Wendy Batson and, and me, Ken Miller, we're going over options that you can do. Um, you know, if you don't have a treadmill, don't have a Stairmaster, you don't want to go outside for a run because it's too hot or too cold. You know, how can we use the environment that's easily accessible um, to, to, to challenge your heart? So um, stairs are great. And again, just being mindful that when you start to do those, those, those things you're seeing a lot more on social media with, uh, you know, weighted backpacks. So one of the things I do, I travel, I tend to travel with more books and, 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 and things, my computer and things that on me than, than I tend to wear, you know, I'll put a couple of books in a backpack and that's what I'll do. Go up and down the stairs just to add a little bit of challenge. Yep. And then I think, you know, and again, I know we can talk about a ton of different ones, but yeah. one other one that I think goes underrepresented, that is a really good one. And it yeah. utilizing like pretty much it's a full body metabolic blaster that you're not in a face down position. You don't really have to do anything other than stand up and then jump mm -hmm. is something as simple. And I say simple if you're coordinated, if you're not coordinated it maybe not be so simple, but just a basic jumping jack. Yeah. Um, I do those with my son and we, we end up laughing more. We have such a fun time because I'm like, what are you doing? And so it's actually really cute to watch him like learn his movement patterns and then he's like, I bet I can be, do more than you. And I'm like, you know, so it becomes like a fun thing that I can do with my son um, and something that I know is going to benefit him. But it mm -hmm. also forces me to do it. And then I'll wake up the next morning. I'm like, man, I'm <laughs> that was a lot harder than I thought. Because, I again, I want to win. So I <laughs> yeah. will jump and I will do jumping jacks until I think he's about. Yeah. Until one of us cheats, which usually will be him. So that way I win. I don't let my kid win. No, oh, man. Uh, it'll mean that it'll mean that much more when he actually does beat you. I know. Um, yeah, I know. Yeah. Yes. But with, with jumping, ja yeah, jumping jacks, it's a, it's a, again, you, you call it metabolic blast. If I'm trying to get your heart rate up, I might have you do some pushups and then do some jumping jacks to get the heart rate up. Now, again, scalability is important. So I, you know, I've, I've often brought up on this, on this show, the you know the 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 older gentlemen's group that I work with virtually, and they they come in with different capacities of work of 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 strength and stability and conditioning. So somebody might be doing their jumping jacks, you know, the arms out to the side overhead, feet jumping out and back in. But then if someone's got a knee issue that day, they might just step out, mm -hmm. step right, step left as they're moving their arms. But, you know, to explore different variations, you can go arms in front, right? Arms in front to the side if you can't go overhead, right? You can have your feet your feet cross versus next to each other. You can also do like more of like a scissor kick, forward and backward, forward and backward, and test coordination. Their arms are going to the side, feet are going forward. Feet are going to the side, hands are going forward. So if you really want to stump your clients or challenge your coordination, you know, there's a lot of different ways that you can execute um, jumping jacks, or in that example, we, we tend to call that the seal jack, right? So it's like Ooh. seal clap. It's like a seal clapping. Oh, er, well, there er, you have er, it. Er, er. <laughs> you make that noise too? That's my seal impersonation of the day. My animal impersonation <laughs> of the episode. 
you know, you, just, right. you basically call it out, you know, like do, you know, a traditional one, do your seal. Um, you know, I'll say crisscross applesauce, but we usually do that on the mm -hmm. ground, but it's like the crisscross, you know? Um, yeah. And so, so then they have to think and change on the fly. So again, it becomes a motor unit recruitment type thing too. Like can the brain and the body do what you're telling it to do on the right. fly while they're doing something completely different. So right. um, a lot of different ways to, of challenging it, but that was another one that I know that we wanted to talk about because it's a, it's a really good one. And to your point, you can, you can spice it up any way you want. A anywhere. <laughs> And do it anywhere, right? Yep. So, well, this was fun, Ken. I mean, again, I you yeah. know we, I know I've said this multiple times on this podcast, but we really appreciate these um, these types of questions coming in because we want to make sure that we're delivering content that you want to hear. So, if there is something that you want um, us to talk about, please, please, please um, contact us, and we will do our best to get it on the show. Yeah, yeah. So, again, for everybody here listening to us on this episode of Random Fit, uh, as far as heart challenging movements, things you can do on the road at home. You want to spice things up, get a metabolic blast as Wendy likes to call it. Uh, I call it that too. Uh, <laughs> hopefully you got something out of this episode. Um, so again, like what Wendy said, like, follow, subscribe, comment, let us know what you want to hear. Um, and until next time on behalf of Wendy and I on the Random Fit Show, take care and be well. <laughs>